I have connections at the Luxor, just so you know, in Las Vegas. That Those are my peeps, so maybe I can pull some strings and get Rating the Rock Vault into the Luxor, maybe. It, See? It is all, it's all on you. Oh, yeah, the unmistakable voice of one Robin McCulley. A great new album called Standing on the Edge. Title track right there. Of course, you know Robin. Oh, you know Robin. (laughs) McCulley Shanker. You know the song Anytime. It's Robin McCulley. Sang in Survivor, which I forgot about. And Raiding the Rock Vault. At the beginning, you heard about Las Vegas. Rating the Rock Vault has been around for some time in Las Vegas, and it was at the Rio last, but the Rio isn't reopening, I don't think, so they have to find a new home. That's why I was suggesting the Luxor. I was trying to be helpful, trying to you know just do my thing for them. Uh, anyway, we talk about that. Of course, this brand new album, Do You Remember? Thy Will Be Done, great songs. Late December, one of my favorites from the album from Robin McCauley. Of course, he's in Black Swan as well. They put a, uh, their first album about a year and a bit ago, the beginning of COVID. In fact, I talked to Robin, I think it was on St. Patrick's Day of 2020. And uh, apparently, Black Swan is back in studio doing another album. Isn't that beautiful? Anyway, it's all coming your way. This man truly is epic. Robin McCauley. It's the Industry 45 podcast show. Giant TV. GiantFM.com. Hello, this is Robin McCauley, and you are listening to Shane Christopher Neal, Industry 45. Locked and loaded. The Industry 45 show with host Shane Christopher Neal. All right, Rob McCauley, thank you again for for joining me. Uh, You're kind of out of quarantine. I'm not out of quarantine, but I hope you're doing well over there in California. I'm doing really good. We had 92 degrees Fahrenheit yesterday. We're kind of up there today. It's just great. So, uh. I've got nothing to bitch about right now. <laughs> well, well, good on you. And, you know, last time we spoke was over a year ago. Black Swan came out with their album. And right around that time is actually when this pandemic started. I remember I was talking to you, I think, on St. Patrick's Day, if I remember correctly now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, That's right. and so you have this Black Swan album, a killer album. You can't really do anything with it. All of a sudden, Robin McCauley has a solo album out. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so t- talk to me yeah. about the genesis of this and how it kind of started. Uh, obviously, Serafino had a big part in this. So give me that backstory a little bit, yes, how you got to did. this album. You know, I got the call and they went, hey, um, 
think you should do a solo album. And I'm going, really? Because I don't. <laughs> and, uh, and they said, well, you know, it would be a great idea to uh, keep the momentum. And, and I said, you know, we have pretty good momentum with Black Swan. I don't want to jinx it. So let's stick to what we know. And they said, no, no, let's, let's do a, a Robin McCauley solo. And I went, what would I do? Who would want to listen to it? Yada, yada, yada. And I kind of sat on it for a month or so. And, um, you know, they were persistent. And so then I thought, okay, if that's what it is. So I reached out to all the people I'd worked with in the past, um, some of the people I'd worked with in the past, and and, and tried to put uh, some sort of a thing together. So, you know, my old Grand Prix keyboard player from Vanzant, who, of course, was Uriah Heap, um, talked to Tony Franklin, the fretless monster. We wrote a couple of tunes. And then Tony directed me to Tommy Denander up there in Sweden. And Tommy, of course, has great success right now with Alice Cooper's uh, Detroit Faces. Uh, he like, co-wrote and he co-produced it. And then my old rock pals buddy out of Vegas, Howard Lee from Heart, we threw a song together. And um, then uh, Frontier's own maestro, Alessandro Lovecchio, who never sleeps, I was going to say that um, to you because he works with everybody. And if I'm correct, he's in the video playing bass in uh, Thy Will Be Done, yes, right? Yes. yes, I saw that. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, it only came out yesterday. And that was his idea. And he goes, hey, we're done with the sort of the video videos. Let's, let's do a performance video and, uh, and, and show the guys. And I've been, I've been praising the guitar player, Andrea Cerveso, and, and the drummer, Nicholas uh, Papapico. And, and they did such an awesome job that... Uh, Andrea, especially, I think you're going to hear a lot of him. He's just a great guitar player. And so we stuck it together. It came out yesterday, and suddenly there's like another hoorah over that. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw it yesterday. I shared it, actually. And what I want to know is, so you're, you're, you're a singer, and you have this band-ish all over the world, if you will. How do you write songs? Like, are you writing lyrics and melody and sending them off? Is somebody sending you, you know, some riffs and you're kind of writing to that? Did it depend on the song? Give me kind of how all that worked for you in writing the album. That's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of really it. You know, um, I asked them for a song. They go, what are we doing? And I went, yeah, you know, they want to keep it classic rock, but let's put a little twist to it if we can. And so Alessandra sent me at least at least a dozen or more songs. I had songs from Howard Lease and Phil and Tommy, and I kind of picked what uh, sounded like I wanted to work on, and then I set about writing lyrics, melodies, uh, did a rough vocal here at home, and sent them out through the universe that landed in Italy, and uh, we settled on the 11 songs we needed for the album. And... Uh, then I recorded the vocals for real, uh, did all my backing vocals and uh, lyrics and melodies and sent it back out across the universe, landed again in Italy, and we started mixing, and there you have it. I mean, it wasn't that straightforward, but, uh, um, you know, we weren't able to move around so much. When I recorded the, the, my vocals, we found a studio that was pretty close to me, and the engineer was willing to... Um, you know, dedicate two nights a week, uh, which is the only time he had because he, he works a lot out of his home studio doing other stuff. So I would uh, have a two-hour slot Tuesday, Thursday, 
and sometimes on a Sunday. And um, I got in. I basically only saw his back because he wore a mask throughout the entire thing. I didn't see the producer. I didn't see Alessandro at all um, because he was supposed to Skype throughout the sessions, but that would have made it, I think, 4 a.m. in the morning in Italy. And I went, I'm not talking to you at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but he never <laughs> sleeps, so. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we got it done. And um, technology is a beautiful thing, Shane. Uh, absolutely. So when you say... When you say Alessandro had a, a song and he sent it to you, is that a song as in like a pretty much a complete song that just needs lyrics or like, I'm trying to get my head around how that works. Like, so he sends you a file. Yeah, so, do you just so hear, like, what have, do you hear? So, yeah. Somebody asked me that, you know, did he have everything that was like pre-written for somebody else and didn't use them? Um, I don't think so. This was like a new project. And so they, they just sent me a bunch of riffs, a bunch of chord structures. Some songs were in a uh, sort of a, a complete format. I mean, most of the stuff we chopped up and shortened or put an extra, uh, like a lead break in here or a bridge or a, a pre-chorus. And he sends it to me. Uh, I started working on it and I'd write back and go, this is too long. We need to shorten that. I like, I like to go to the chorus faster here. So basically just formatting a bunch of ideas. And um, Howard Lee, for example, had this really cool riff. And I was joking with Howard and I went, hey, give me a bad company song for this record. And Howard's laughing and he, he said, I have an idea that's not nearly finished. It's just like a, a riff and take it, do whatever you want with it. So I took it, I worked on it, I stretched it, I put an extra piece in here there. And I sent it back to him, and he goes, ah, this is really cool. Are we using it? And I went, I have no idea. It's just one of, <laughs> you know, and one, it's one more that goes into the bucket before we, uh, we, we decide on what the, uh, the finished product is. Tommy DeMandra, by, by contrast, Tommy's uh, songs were, were very structured, and uh, he sent them in to me. Everything was re-recorded. Alexander recorded everything from scratch. Everything. Okay. And um, um, so we basically took what was rough ideas and then re-recorded everything. And uh, by doing so, then we were able to format and, and go, okay, this is it. This is the, the complete version here. You said, and so that's how we got it done. So you say 11 songs made the album. Were there songs that you recorded beyond those 11 that didn't make the album? Or was it just, these are the 11, that's it? Um. There were songs that uh, I have uh, rough rough vocal ideas to. Um, so we put the whole lot into the pot. And I had two songs that I wrote with Tony Franklin that didn't make it to the cut. Um, I had an extra song with Phil Lanzan that didn't make it to the cut. Tommy had sent me, uh, I think, four or five ideas, two of which we, we picked, uh, Do You Remember and Chosen Few. Um, and that's kind of how it went. Um, you know, we picked what, what I felt was kind of a balancing act from, from the, the first track out to the last, to the last track. Well, and, and there's like a story in this too, like standing on the edge, which is a great lead track. Um, thy will be done. Another great track. I mean, I like all of them. Those two, uh, among my favorites. And I'm going to tell you because I'm a sucker for somewhat the ballad, if you will, late December is something I went for a run yesterday and in my, uh, 
uh, ears, I had your album and I kept listening to late December, just the melody of it. I kind of like the feel of it, you know, make it there by black Swan. I love that song too. Maybe, you know, but that kind of ballad yeah. feel, I really, I, I so dig that too, man. Thank you very much. You know, it's, uh, I mean, people have been going, Oh dude, late December. Um, what's that about? And I'm going, you know, I've been, uh, I've been with my wife for, uh, 30 years. We'll be married 28 years this year. And you know, when you write a ballad, i.e. slash, you know, a love song or whatever, you know, after 30 years, you kind of get used to the idea of, well, who's that about? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, enough with the excuses. So, um, I had a rough mix of, of, uh, late December and, and I, I sent it to her and I went, I just finished this one and I made this big hoo-ha about it and I went, do you, do you think this is okay? What is this? You know, have a listen and tell me what you think because she you know, she hears this stuff, you know? And so she goes back and she go, and with this teary eyes and she goes, is that about me? <laughs> 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 so, um, oh. yeah, I, said, I said, yeah, you got it. So, you know, um, we met in a December sort of uh, on a December morn. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So 30 years later, you know, what was she thinking? <laughs> but but just a, a, a tremendous song. And was Standing on the Edge always going to be um, the first track coming out? And was it the first one you wrote or no? Yeah, it was It was actually the first one I, I, I put my uh, pen and paper to, put my mind on. And it was sort of real. I don't want to say it was easy, but, you know, there, there was so much negativity on the in the social media. Um, people that I've known for years were posting stuff and I'm going, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm reading it and I'm going, you gotta be kidding me when you can't post that, you know, and really showing a different color, uh, to the person I thought that I knew. And, uh, again, back to the social media, which is just disgusting, you know? And so, um, in the midst of kind of writing it, uh, Frontiers got hold of me and they said, Hey, uh, we have to think about the album cover. What do you want on the album cover? And I went, well, I, I, I don't, I do not want me. I don't want me on the album cover. That is absolutely for sure. Um, no, 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 really. And then they said, well, let's have a think about this. So I thought to myself when I was writing the lyrics and the melody to Standing on the Edge, I went, if I was a gargoyle, what would I see right. looking down on this, on, on this mess? And that's kind of what I wanted to portray on the album cover. And I had all of these, you know, I'm a big comic book uh, hero fan, you know. And so they put me in contact with one of their uh, label artists, uh, Nello Delomo. And so I spoke to Nello and I went, hey, look, I love Gotham movies. I love Batman. And I said, but when I tell you that, I don't want to see a spotlight in the sky, you know, with, with my initials on it. <laughs> that's, not, that's not where I'm going with it, yeah. you know. Um, and I don't want to see some Cape Crusader hanging off the edge of the building, you know. So he says, well, do you have any images of gargoyles? And I went, nothing that you'd want to see. You know, they're all wearing bikinis. <laughs> 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 so, so we conjured up some uh, images, and he kept sending me through some renderings in, in different kind of colors. And then I settled on one, and we made some changes to show more depth and and create more, you know, fire and brimstone on the on the cover. It looks until great. I thought, 
I'll tell you, it's a, it's, you know, it's a beautiful cover, although I say to myself. And when you see the 12-inch vinyl, um, it, it, it's done in glossy. The, the, uh, the vinyl itself is, a, is in a crystal finish, and it's, it's, it's just awesome. I mean, it, it came out, he did a fantastic job. He goes, well, it was your idea. And I went, yeah, but you're the one that put it on there, you know. And, and he did an amazing job, and I think it really gets the message. It's, it's right where we are. My idea was we're, we're really standing on the precipice of something, a change. Absolutely. Because there has to be something, something has to be done. And I thought, yeah, I'm not going to start making political statements because I wouldn't know how to. You know, there's other idiots that will do a far better job than me. Um, and so that was really it, Shane. I just wanted to somehow get that sort of, hey, guys, we have a, we have a real opportunity here again to do something going forward and let's hopefully you know not on the strength of robin mccauley's album but just on the strength of humanity let's let's try and dig a little bit deeper this time and go yeah well, yeah we definitely it's time to change that man yeah <laughs> it's um and like it's not a concept album but there's there's a concept almost to it right so and and like i said you yeah, just there, there is there is you know i don't like the whole concept man but there is a, there it has that kind of a feel to it and you know we ducked down in the middle which i did on purpose with with tracks like uh, runaway and 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 uh, want to take a ride i was i was here in in my home doing a rough demo and i came up with the lyric and i'm going i have to get the hell out of here and and i got into my car i'm 40 minutes from the beach and i went i'm, I'm, I'm out of here dude and i finished it in the car and I went. This is what I. This is what we need. Some some uplifting. We need. We need a summer song. And that's where that came from. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Couple other easy, questions. Easy peasy. <laughs> other questions for you because I know you're busy. Uh, Black Swan. You, um, you're recording new music, I guess. And what's going on with that? Um, I am knee deep. I am knee deep, sir. I'm about six tracks in. We haven't recorded all six tracks. We've recorded. We've recorded a power ballad already. You'll See, because you knew I would like it. You knew I would like it, so you did it right. I get it. <laughs> and it has your name on it. Awesome. Shane, Shane with love. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we uh, yeah, we started, and uh, you know, uh, Jeff uh, Jeff's been in Florida most of the last uh, ooh, ten days, I think, rehearsing and getting stuff together with foreigner and they will take off pretty seriously talking to live shows um they will take off pretty seriously sort of in the next couple of weeks actually they have a show advertised for uh the greek theater here in uh in los angeles oh nice uh, well they were just down in florida playing uh some social distancing yeah. shows or something i saw I saw that yeah yeah yeah, yeah they've been rehearsing down there and getting some shows under the belt and uh they're going to do a full-on orchestra show here in L.A. with the um, at the Greek Theater. So they'll be busy. Uh, Mr. Winger will be busy, too. Um, and so uh, in between times, we finish the Black Swan, get it done, put it into the bag, and start mixing. So um, do you, do you, back do you, to Alessandro. Alessandro mixed the first one, too. Do you think that at some point, um, maybe not this year, but that we will see Black Swan play live or is that something that may not happen um, just because you know, i realize who's shane, in the band so yeah shane uh, uh jeff and i discussed at a great length just a couple of weeks ago um 
And um, we feel that what uh, everything would be ideal, of course, but I think what really would work in our favor would be festivals. It'd be a great way to launch the band, plenty of people in the same place at the same time. Right, yes. And it'd be a great way to, a great way to introduce the band. So we're kind of looking looking at that. Uh, I, I'm not sure how seriously, but that would be the perfect uh, scenario. Sure. Perfect. Well, you could yeah, have like you could have Ace Freely band. You could have you know Winger yeah, or right. Foreigner. Right. I know that's what I mean. It's like so. There you go. I mean, what, 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 what a package. <laughs> Uh, by the way, you're still in raiding the Rock Vault in Vegas? I am officially still in it. Um, of course, we don't have a show since the pandemic. My last show with Rock Vault was uh, March 4th, 2020. But I thought, and, that, uh, I thought the shows were coming back to Vegas. I understand a lot of them are coming back in June. Um, is that one that's coming yeah. back or you don't know? Or um, we, Because when we left, we were at Rio. And Rio has since been bought out. Uh, we were uh, at the Hard Rock before that. That's now become um, Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Right. So, one, we need a new home. And um, two, our producer uh, lives in the UK. And so we have all of the travel restrictions. That, oh, that, right. Uh, yeah, for sure. That, that, that takes place with that. So they are talking. Everybody wants it back. And um, we're just waiting for more details on that, really. Well, but uh, I we, saw... Uh, Go ahead. We amassed about 1,500 shows in, in, in Vegas on that one, so... Well, yeah. I saw you. I told you this last time. I saw you at the Tropicana is where Whoa. I saw... Yes, I did. And and I had totally forgot that you sang in Survivor. And yeah. yes, and then you came out and I was like, who the hell is this guy singing Survivor? And I'm like... Oh yeah, that's right. He did sing in Survivor. There, that's so. I remember that was a number of years ago. But I saw you guys at the Tropicana. It was awesome. Yeah, great stage of Tropicana. Great venue. I have connections at the Luxor. Just so you know, in Las Vegas, that those are my peeps. So maybe I can pull some strings and get Rating the Rock Vault into the Luxor. Maybe it's, see. It is all. It's all on you. Thank you. I love the responsibility. Robin, listen, man, I appreciate that you got back to me by text to, to make this happen. And we connected through John and awesome dude. You absolutely, I say this time and time again, you are one of the premier vocalists. You really are. You are up there with any of the great names. You are one of the great names when it comes to, to rock vocals, uh, just your voice, the melody, everything that you do. And it's so awesome to see you doing well. And you just killed it with this album. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The Industry 45 Show.